So we should start with some follow-up. Um, I guess follow-up on last week. We didn't record last week. <laughs> I was uh, too tired after a long weekend of getting ready for L- uh, kindergarten. Miranda is now in kindergarten, finally. I feel like we have upgraded, we have evolved to the next level of Pokemon uh, that that we are. We are now, we have evolved from Pikachu to Raichu. For all the Pokemon uh, people out there, you'll get that joke. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't know what that means, but (laughs) I'm sure it's very funny. uh, You know, it's funny, it's actually, so several weeks ago we were talking about watching Pokemon and how I was like, oh, you have to... We had to get the DVDs from the library in order to continue watching season one. And as it turns out, uh, you know, people often joke about how it's like it's so much easier to not use DVDs and just kind of like f- watch things streaming or digital or whatever, because d- DVDs are such a headache to pop in and out. And it seems like Miranda has already uh, inherited that gene of not <laughs> not wanting to f- switch discs, and just so we have instead instead of continuing on with season one of Pokemon, we have jumped ahead to uh, Pokemon X Y, which is like season seventeen, I think, <laughs> of the show, and uh, and 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 as a matter of fact, we've already finished watching seventeen, and now we're on eighteen. Uh, and we're, we're coming up on like the, in, within the matter of a couple of weeks, I'd imagine we're going to like finish everything and be kind of caught up with what's currently airing right now, which is like season 19, I think. But, uh, it is crazy, but you know, I, I was worried that maybe we would miss out on some huge plot developments, uh, in between seasons one and 17. And, uh, <laughs> as it turns out, not really. Nope. Didn't need them. Yeah. Didn't need to see them. I mean, I will, de- I, I'm curious to see what happened to, you know, the characters that, that aren't in the show anymore. Um, but you know, season 17 is just as entertaining for Miranda as season one was. And, uh, it's yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> very cool. So at some point she was just like, dad, enough with the switching the discs. Yeah, she just Buttons. was like, she just was like, she saw the pictures of the next season that was available on Netflix, and she's like, let's just watch this. And I was like, all right, I, how can I argue with that? <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, so what, when we last recorded, we talked a little bit about the Hobbit uh, giant Middle Earth box set, the Ultimate Collector's Edition, the uh, seven hundred dollar box set. If you if you've forgotten already. <laughs> Well, uh, I just had a little bit of follow-up in that there was a post on theonering.net where they actually got a quote from Peter Jackson who says that he is not involved with the uh, supplements contained within this new collection, which he has in the past mentioned that he wants to work on, you know, like a anniversary edition with new documentaries, um, kind of retrospective documentaries about the making of the movies. But um, apparently Warner Brothers did not or they declined to work with him uh, on adding new materials to this and they're not involved. So, wow, it's kind of crazy. Yeah. For anyone out there who's thinking like, oh, maybe I want to maybe I do want to pre-order this. There is like a they have added a, a second theatrical collection, which is only $60 for the six films uh 
but it is only the theatrical cuts of the film, which I'm sure everyone already owns on Blu-ray at this point. Um, but yeah, the oh, and, and and I guess if you're if you're keeping track of the price, uh, it has dipped down to the low price of five ninety nine uh, over on Amazon right now. The uh, the customer reviews are fun to read if you uh, if you're into that kind of thing. Um, there are. There are lots of, so there's like, you know, hundreds and hundreds of one-star reviews, uh, everyone complaining about, you know, this thing, which is just totally ridiculous. Uh, but then the, but then there are several five-star reviews too, which are people kind of also making fun of the release, but making fun of it in a different way. Uh, so it's fun to kind of jump back and forth, uh, between the two. Uh, I... And none of these people have obviously seen the final. No, product. no, yeah, <laughs> no. And I this totally happened bef- once before when the I think when the extended edition Blu-rays of the Lord of the Rings films was first released, or maybe it was the theatrical cuts. I can't remember. One of them was released. Maybe it was the theatrical cuts were on Blu-ray first, and people were very upset that the extended editions weren't. And um, then they did eventually. But I feel like there was one set that came out where there were just hundreds of one-star reviews, people complaining about what Warner Brothers had announced for the, the Blu-ray editions, which were, you know, kind of long delayed. Uh, one of my favorite comments in the one-star area of this set is that so, someone mentioning that you could buy first editions of the books, uh, which are, you know, like, you know, probably hundreds of dollars uh, f- for less than what you could get this, <laughs> this Blu-ray collection. Oh my so, gosh. Yeah. Um, some more follow-up uh, that I wanted to mention. We talked about the new UK label uh, Indicator, which is coming out, which is being brought by Powerhouse Films in the UK. And uh, there's, we had recorded kind of in the days leading up to the actual real announcement of the of the label and kind of detailing more about it. And we knew, you know, some of the titles that they were going to announce and. As we mentioned, it seems like some of the things are in line with what Twilight Time has released here in the States, but uh, there were a couple of titles that that Twilight Time hasn't released so far and that you know might seem like titles that are worth uh, importing. Um, so here are a few details that I am getting from the Criterion Forums collection. They have a, you know, they have these different threads for all the different labels and they have a good rundown of what... Uh, what's kind of setting these, this indicator series apart. So first up the, um, these initial releases are going to be dual format editions. So they will be Blu-ray and DVDs. They are going to have booklets, but they are going to be limited to, uh, the, the first initial runs of the film, which are kind of similar to Twilight Time in that there's going to be 5,000 units for films like Christine and Body Double and then there's going to also going to be um, smaller runs for some of the other titles, like down to 3,000 for things like Guess Who's Coming to Dinner and The Last Detail. Um, the first 12 titles are Sony titles. Uh, the artwork is going to be reversible. So um, if you so one of the t- so one of the the covers won't have that that uh, BBFC that British, that logo, the ratings logo on it. Nice. Um, so you'll be able to flip it around and not see that. Um, you can order them right now on their uh, website as well as amazon.com where you can, or amazon.co.uk. 
and I think they're down to like 16 pounds each. So, um, you know, kind of a, almost a better deal in some ways than um, the Twilight Time stuff if you are interested in picking any of these up. And uh, I think I will definitely pick up some of them. I don't, I don't Of the ones that uh, they've announced so far, I'm definitely looking at um, importing a couple of them. Sorry, did you say they were region locked? Apologies if you already did. Um, Do we know? That is not mentioned in the in this little FAQ, but I think what they've said on Twitter is that if the if other releases have been region free, then these ones also will be region free. Um, oh, that's cool. I was gonna say it would be weird for Twilight Time to be able to have it region free and for them to not. Yeah, I think that's I think that's what they've said on Twitter, uh, <coughs> from what I remember. Well, great. So anybody that wants Body Double should uh, snag that one, I guess. So speaking of Twilight Time, um, if anyone hasn't already gotten the email or seen them posting about this, and we I think we talked about this already, but American Buffalo is going out of print. Yeah, um, we mentioned that. <clears throat> they're losing the ri- yeah they're losing the rights to it it's going out of print on september 12th so you have about um just under a week now left to pick one of these up if you don't already own it um they did initially drop the price down to 15 dollars, i think and now it's gone even lower at screen archives to 10 dollars. so if you don't have the blu-ray this is a great price and i think once they once it's out of print you won't be able to order it from them anymore and I don't know if that means they have to like destroy all the copies of it that they that they printed, but I mean them lowering the price seems to indicate that they really want to sell as many of these as they can to kind of make their money uh, back from it. But it's interesting. Like this is never this is the first time this has happened to Twilight Time where they've lost the rights to a film, and and I think as they've said in the emails and maybe on, on Facebook also, but like, I think the studio is losing the rights to the film and that's why they have to pull it. So a couple of other pieces of follow-up before we go, uh, the, have you bought anything from the arrow sale over on, over at Barnes and Noble? I've, I've perused it, but I have not purchased Man, I uh, I held off too long. I think on some of the stuff. There are as as far as like last night. I think or you know, up until last night, most of the box sets were sold out uh, at Barnes and Noble, and they had this forty percent off coupon that I was hoping to use on uh, one of the Arrow box sets, and all of them were sold out. And they're not doing. They're not letting you um, just order it and then wait till it comes in. It needs to be like in stock for you to be able to use a coupon or to be able to even like order any of the titles at all. So it's kind of frustrating. I was really hoping to order, you know, some of those bigger box sets like the, um, you know, some of the more recent stuff, but it's, uh, I was let down. Do they still have a lot of stuff in stock or, um, they have some stuff in stock. I, the last I checked that they just, they were sold out of almost all the popular stuff. Um, even though, and I think this sale might be going, for a few more weeks so and you can pre-order things like the hills have eyes um for half off so all this stuff is half off and then you know in addition to the half off price people were using those those coupons 
um, to knock the price down even more. So like if they had had the, um, let me see, what was the, what was I looking at to order? Like the female prisoner scorpion box set. Um, like right now the, the half off price is 6249. Um, they don't have any in stock right now though. So you can't get it at that price. Um, but if they did and you were able to use that 40% off coupon, it would have dropped it all the way down to like $37, I think. Um, so I was really hoping that I could have got it for that low, but, uh, alas, it was not meant to be. That would have been quite an amazing deal. Yeah. I don't think any of the box sets are in stock right now. I think they're all sold out. Um, but that doesn't mean everything is sold out. Just most of the things that I want are sold out. (laughs) Uh, like suture, I wanted to get suture. It's not. Oh damn it! It's yeah, not it available. Um, yeah. So. Um, I can't believe suture sold out. I, I didn't even well, think I, a lot of people knew about that movie. I, I think that there. Okay, so it's not. I mean, it's like there's 63 things listed in this arrow sale, and so, you know, I think people are just going through and like ordering whatever's available, yeah. just because 50 percent off for the Arrow US releases is pretty good like this we haven't seen an, a sale this good i think since the label has launched i mean obviously there are there are arrow sales for the uk line um but these ones have always been kind of expensive and they haven't really ever dropped down this low before because there's no indication that this could be a regular thing right this is just sort of a one-off as far as we can tell yeah i mean it's 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 maybe the first of many to come. I mean, hopefully they'll keep doing this. Uh, it would be nice if they do. You yeah, know, like, I was going to say, I'd love there to be a regular arrow sale. That'd be pretty neat. I might still pre-order the Hills Have Eyes just because, you know, 20 bucks for that, that Blu-ray is going to be a pretty good deal, I think. Yeah. Um. So we should talk about a few pieces of news. The folks at Olive have announced their November lineup. Um, which features two films that I definitely want to get on Blu-ray. So the two that I'm very excited about, uh, the Abelgantz film, Jacques Hughes, uh, the 19, this is the 1938 version, uh, of the film, which he remade. He also made the 1919 silent version. Um, but this 1938 version hasn't been available on DVD or Blu-ray. Um, I think there was only just a, like a VHS copy of it out there um, before this. So this is definitely something that I want to pick up. Um, Abelgantz obviously of like Napoleon fame. Um, but then the second release of the November titles that I'm really excited to see, uh, on Blu-ray is the Jim Jarmusch film coffee and cigarettes. Very cool. Yeah. Uh, I was amazed that this one, I I kept thinking that this was going to get a Blu-ray release at some point. Maybe criterion might end up doing it. Um, but you know they just kept uh, holding off, and I don't think there was. Um, I think maybe there was a Blu-ray release in Germany, um, maybe also in some of the other regions. But um, oh, this might also have been in that Jim Jarmusch box set too, which I think was like a German Blu-ray box set. Um, and then it's been av- available digitally in HD. But this is a movie that I first saw. Um, so like 11 or 12 years ago, I went traveling through Europe and one of my favorite things to do in all of the countries that I visited was, uh, to kind of avoid being homesick as I would just, you know, anytime that I had like a night where I didn't have anything to do, 
I would just go to the movies and just see whatever was playing there. It's a great idea. And uh, I, I think I saw The Return of the King a couple of times in different countries. Mm-hmm. I was I kept hoping that I would come across like a dubbed version of, you know, of of American movies that I had already seen that I was like, you know, I just was I was hoping maybe to see you know Return of the King in a different language or seeing a, a movie that I hadn't seen before. Anyway, uh, I got to see Coffee and Cigarettes when I was in Rome. And, um, I can't remember now if it was dubbed in Italian with, with English subtitles, but, uh, it was a lot of fun. I think it might've been now, now that I think back on it, but, um, this is a movie that I really enjoy and I haven't seen it probably since it came out on DVD or maybe even like, you know, in the past 10 years, I don't know if I've, I've gone back to rewatch it, but you know, just a number of little short, uh, short stories that he's telling with, you know, a number of actors that who often appear in his movies and um you know all revolving around coffee and cigarettes uh so i can't wait to see this on blu-ray yeah it's a good little movie i'm really excited about um one of our aircraft is missing which is a paul pressburger movie that has definitely not been on blu-ray in the states before um i don't know I didn't even realize that this was Pal and Pressburger, but that's awesome. Um, so yeah, let's see if anyone else has released this one. Um, I don't think there, there hasn't been any other Blu-rays. There was a UK DVD. Um, and it looks like also maybe Mill Creek has released this one on DVD. Yeah. I feel like I have a DVD of it somewhere and I can't remember what, but I I mean, unfortunately I don't think there'll be any extras, which is too bad because it's, you know, kind of thing I'd love to have Criterion get a hold of but yeah. regardless it's always nice to have another one of their films on Blu-ray so that's pretty cool Yeah. there's also going to be Blu-ray releases of Houdini from 1953 starring Tony Curtis and Janet Leigh I've been wanting to see that one too yeah me too um, so also coming out from Olive is the uh, the film Pimpernel Smith and let's see what else are they doing Carrington and looks like that but anyway this is the first time that I've been really excited about a an olive a couple of olive releases that I will definitely pick up no matter what I yeah mean, it's quite an eclectic slate they I don't know I'm I'm always curious what they're going to put out each month it's really such an interesting crapshoot yeah I mean it doesn't seem like they have the like curatorial uh abilities that maybe some of the other distributors have but it is nice that they just say like well let's just let's just put these out like you know there's probably an audience for some of these who cares if this doesn't you know all fit together in some cohesive like brand of what we are like let's just let our brand be the fact that we're releasing you know films that have never been available on dvd or blu-ray before and we'll just we'll will will build our audience that way and i think that's a i think that's a totally admirable way to approach releasing films on home video in this day and age yeah i agree i mean it's clear that there's an element of this is what we could get yeah you know um but you know like that's i mean if that's what it is and you know we we all know that like these these companies uh aren't making a whole lot of money off of these things like and they're fighting for a lot of the same titles. Yeah, and, exactly. Yeah, I mean, I, I the things I like about what Olive's doing is there's still always, although it's not 
you know, curatorial necessarily. There's still always something interesting and something for cinephiles and something for nostalgia, 80s fans, things like that. Um, and they, they've been pretty consistent about pricing down their stuff to, you know, 13 14 $15, which is still a little high for a bare-bones disc, but regardless, at least it's not, you know, $20, $25, you know. They're, they're aware of what they have and how to price it like Kino has been. Um, Shout Factory is going to be re-releasing two Bruce Lee films uh, in December, uh, Fist of Fury and The Chinese Connection. I was looking at uh, past Shout Factory releases of the Bruce Lee films, and it was fun to see that these two have gotten like released almost every year now at some point by Shout Factory for the past three years. Like There was the Bruce Lee collection in... 2013 the legacy collection which included um fist of fury definitely maybe not the chinese connection and then in uh i guess it must have just been fist of fury and the chinese connection wasn't in any of these collections but anyway i uh, think i think one of them i saw um one of the one of the shout screen factory guys responding to somebody on facebook about Basically, they were asking him, what's the difference between the versions of these you're putting out and the, I think he said the Legacy Collection, definitely one of those Blu-ray collections that they did. I think it's the Blue, yeah, I think it's the Legacy Collection. And and all he th- seemed to indicate was different was there were new transfers. Yeah, so there's new 4K transfers for these films. But uh, I think that's enough. And I I, th- I, th- I thought maybe in in one of the um, in the Criterion Forum thread, let me see if I can find this. Um, they were talking about how there someone was maybe posting um, on the Blu-ray.com forums, and they were talking about how there's um, new audio commentary tracks, and um, or maybe not. Um, anyway, I will definitely be curious to see. And you know, having new 4K transfers of these films is enough for me to, you know. Uh, go back in and buy these again. These are going to be part of the Shout Select line. So, also another eclectic and interesting mix of titles so far. Yeah, <laughs> in a good way. I, I like it. No, me too. Totally. Um, although it makes it harder to. Well, we already talked about <laughs> the whole like yeah, spine yeah. number thing. Do I really like, need Death of a Salesman? Yeah, you know, or whatever. I'm not saying I don't want that one, but you know, the the, the person that buys Buck Rubanze may not buy. Death of a Salesman. Yeah. So um, I think that might be... Okay, so well, I guess a couple of other pieces of news. There was um, the these a couple of Code Red titles that we, that you put in uh, our notes here. Oh, yeah. Um, well, there was a note on Scorpion's Facebook about Argento's movie Opera, which apparently, I guess... Um, Bill's brother was working on, Walt was working on for Bill or something. I don't know. It was on the Scorpion page, but it was for a Code Red release. So I don't know. Um, But that's a pretty big deal. Um, That one, I don't think has had a a U.S. Blu-ray. I'm sure there's probably some kind of Italian Blu-ray somewhere, but that's definitely one of the later, or, you know, one of the Argento films that has a following that people want that movie on Blu-ray. So interesting that Code Red got it. I'm surprised, actually. I would have thought maybe a bigger, I don't know. But um, 
there's another uh, Giallo film called Seven Bloodstained Orchids, which is a big deal, I think, to a lot of people. Not as big a deal as opera. Um, and then for me, there's their movie called The Great Smoky Roadblock, which looks a lot like Convoy, sort of, but it's got Henry Fonda and this other weird cast. So um, for the trucker movie fan and me, uh, I'm psyched about Great Smoky Roadblock. The folks at CBS and Paramount are going to be reissuing a number of uh, Star Trek, the original series episodes uh, on Blu-ray in this collection called the Roddenberry Vault, which is essentially just a repackaging of a number of discs or, you know, a number of episodes. This is a three disc set that is going to include, you know, a number of uh, 12 episodes um, they're going to be recording some new commentary tracks and then also creating a new documentary that's sp- spread across the three discs called Inside the Roddenberry Vault. Um, this one is pretty much just like a repackaging of uh, of episodes that have already been uh, available on Blu-ray before. And so kind of disappointing that they're spending... You know, I guess they... they I guess the whole thing is that they don't have to do much for this kind of a thing instead of spending money towards, you know, remastering Deep Space Nine or Voyager. They're just going to say like, well, we already have these Blu-ray, you know, editions of these films. Let's just, we'll make some money off of the fans this way, which is kind of sad. This is coming out on December 13th. Oh, you know, also, uh, Kino has uh, confirmed they're going to be releasing The Skull, which is a, a title that we talked about last year maybe when i think eureka released it on blu-ray yeah um this is doesn't have a date yet but uh cool that it's going to have a a u.s release also oh and also one thing that i wanted to mention um that was just announced a couple days ago was uh second sight in the uk is going to be releasing assault on precinct 13 uh on blu-ray and they're also going to be releasing this uh, early student film from John Carpenter called Captain Voyeur. I've so, never even heard of that one. Yeah, I mean, it's like, a you know, it's a student film, so it's probably not very good, but uh, it's pretty cool that they got it uh, as a supplement on this Blu-ray. So, I mean, I think that alone is worth importing unless, you know, some other U.S. studio or, you know, distributor announces that they're also going to be releasing that uh, as a supplement on one of their John Carpenter movies. So, yeah, well, that's yeah. interesting. I'm trying to think who else besides Scream might do it. Yeah, and they've already put out Assault. They're not going to reissue that. So and I mean, how many other I, I don't think that the 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 short film necessarily is connected with Assault on Precinct 13. Oh, it could so go I think with any. It could. Yeah. I think it could go with any. Yeah, exactly. So like yeah. they, um, they just happen to be releasing this, and so they, and then they also have gotten their hands on this short film, and so, um. No, I'm really psyched on that, and I'm sure that's going to sell more than a couple people on just picking it up for that. Totally. Um, and I think people were in some of the comments that I was reading. Um, there's no date on this one yet, but um, they were talking about how the out-of-print German Blu-ray transfer for Assault on Pre- Precinct 13 was better, or it you know better than the 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 shout factory one. Oh, so I don't know. Uh, I haven't gone in to look too deeply into that, but, uh, that's what some people were saying. 
All right, let's talk. So we didn't record last week. Let's talk a little bit about what came out last week and then uh, what came out this week uh, on Blu-ray. So last week, the, the folks at Criterion released two Orson Welles films, Ch- The Chimes at, Chimes at Midnight and The Immortal Story, um, both of which we're going to be discussing on this next episode of Criterion Cast Chronicles, which will be um, recording at some point this week and then probably releasing next week. Um, the Immortal Story is a... Um, it's his first color film and last completed fictional film, which is, you know, all these qual- qualifiers for this film, which is, it's been on Hulu for a while. The Hulu transfer is not the greatest, um, but the film is an adaptation of an Isaac Dennison uh, sh- story uh, in which he, you know, Orson Welles plays this, um, you know, older, wealthy merchant who kind of sets up a a story to play out based on a story that he heard. And it's all about, you know, storytelling and uh, it's, it's about an hour long. Um, and there's a lot of great supplements in there. Here's a new, uh, there's a commentary track and uh, some documentaries and whatnot. So uh, if you're, you know, a Orson Welles fan, it's definitely worth picking up this and chimes at midnight, which both of which look great. These have both have new uh, 4k transfers. Um, at least I think the chimes at midnight is 4k, but um, you know, they're packed with supplements and, uh, you know, both films have been incredibly hard to find, um, or, you know, Chimes at Midnight in particular has been, you know, so, uh, so hard, so elusive over the years. And, you know, almost, it's just been in the recent, the past couple of years where it's, you know, there's this new version go, like touring around theatrically. And then there was the Mr. Bongo Blu-ray, uh, in the UK and now Criterion's here in the States. Um, so it looks great. Yeah, I was going to say, I've told this story in the show before, but Chimes at Midnight ties back into Carpenter for me in that I saw it on a list of films that he loved that were underrated or something, Um, and this was in the late 90s. Obviously, people knew about the film before then, but I was like, oh, John Carpenter loves this movie? Well, I really got to see it, and I never could until now, so very exciting. Uh, A few other titles. The new adaptation of The Jungle Book uh, is now out on Blu-ray from Disney. This is the John Favreau version of the jungle book. Um, I still haven't shown this to Miranda yet, but I, you know, I love the, the animated Disney version of the jungle book so much. I was a little disappointed when I saw this one, the, the, you know, the live action remake with all the CG animals. I mean, it has some pretty amazing CG in it. Like, you know, they really did a good job of creating these animals. Um, there's just a few parts of the film that, like just rub me the wrong way, uh, including having the songs in the movie. Uh, I just felt like they were so like, it's just like so unnecessary. Like if those, if those parts of the movie were cut out, it would just be so much more easier for me to swallow this. Um, I, I, I love Bill Murray obviously, but like him as Baloo and him singing, you know, the bare necessities, it just like totally fell flat. And I was like, Oh, I want to leave the movie right now. Uh, <laughs> did you see it in the theater? I did see it in the theater. Yeah. I saw it. Um, but I think it would have bothered me more in the theater. Um, as it was on, on home video, a, my daughter loved the movie. Like she, I, I got it digitally and my wife and I had to go out some night and she watched it with the babysitter that Friday night. Then she watched, she wanted to show me again the next day so she's really into it, and she was singing Bear Necessities <laughs> the other day, but she calls it Bear 
Assessities. So bare ass assessities, I guess. I don't Uh know. But anyway, um, so she liked it, but I, yeah, I had a similar, I I don't know, I didn't fully emotionally connect to it. And the songs didn't, I I knew those were coming. So I was kind of like, you know, prepared and was just like, okay, whatever. And, but that didn't take me out. Yeah. But yeah, if I'd been in the theater, I think it would have bothered me a little bit more. I mean, I'll probably give it another chance. Obviously, I'm going to show it to Miranda at some point, but, um, I, I mostly went to see it to see if it was going to be too scary for her, which I don't think it was. And I mean, it has some pretty intense moments in it, but I don't, yeah, I think I mean, she's some, uh, you know. some character death that was, yeah. I thought was, I mean, like, you know, she, of course she spoiled it for me cause she always does that. But, um, yeah, it, it's a little intense, but yeah, I, I think, you know, most kids could probably handle it. Um, last week also Kino released the Fritz Lang film Destiny on Blu-ray. This is one that uh, they th- there was a new recent restoration of the film, and so this new Blu-ray looks great. Uh, if you're a fan of you know Fritz Lang and and you know Metropolis and all that, it's definitely worth checking out. I think you can stream this right now on Netflix if you want to give it a shot before you pick up the Blu-ray, but um, definitely worth watching. Um, you know. They, you know, uh, uh, Kino has been um, releasing most of the Fritz Lang films to some controversy as far as like transfers and and framing and whatnot go. But um, I think this one looks great and it's definitely worth checking out. Um, And then also the a couple of other ones that I wanted to mention for last week, the. um, Are you watching Star Wars Rebels? No, but I'm hearing great things about it. It is really good. Season two features, you know, characters like Darth Vader, as well as um, Ahsoka from Clone Wars and lots of other characters. And uh, I think they're doing a great job with this show. So um, if you like Star Wars Clone Wars, the the CG animated series, um, this is a great kind of follow up to that. And uh, as well as like a great lead in to things like... Um, Rogue One, the new movie that's going to be coming out this fall. So, um, and then also I just wanted to mention that, uh, the night manager, which is this adaptation of a Jean Le Carré spy novel, which is, it was a, a British miniseries starring, um, uh, what's his name? Loki from, uh, the Avengers and, and the Marvel movies, uh, Hiddleston, Tom Hiddleston, yes, Tom Hiddleston, as well as Hugh Laurie. Uh, Hugh Laurie plays the the villain of this story, and he is just fantastic. Both of them are great. Uh, they showed this in the UK, I think, on the BBC, and then it played here in the States on AMC. I think it's six episodes, and it's a um, it's great. If you love the John Le Carre spy novels uh, or the you know the the film adaptations of them, then uh, this is a lot of fun to to you know kind of dig in for six episodes um each one is about an hour long i think um but i really enjoyed watching it uh was there anything else from last week that you think we should mention before moving on to this week um just a couple quick things um disco godfather from vinegar syndrome actually two vinegar syndrome titles disco godfather which is their fourth rudy ray moore release um, and um, has a continuation of the documentary that's been on the other three discs if you're interested in that stuff. But um, it's definitely 
a weaker one, unfortunately, because it's kind of like a, it's kind of like a message movie. It's it's like I mean it's it's Rudy Ray Moore kind of doing his thing. There's the disco part of it, but also there's an anti-drug sort of. I guess PCP was like a big uh, flavor of the week drug at the time, and so the movie's kind of anti that. And anyway, it's not not as good as the other ones, but you know. Rudy Rudy Ray is still pretty fun if you're into his shenanigans, and then a movie called Evils of the Night, which is like, I mean, it's like borderline mystery science theater level kind of stuff, but it's just the most bizarre. It's I mean somewhere between like like if Plan Nine from Outer Space was made in the seventies, it kind of feels like that a little bit. But I mean I don't know. I'm it's just a very strange film. Alien invaders, vampires. You know, some interesting actors like John Carradine and other people. Strange, but uh, God bless uh, Vinegar Syndrome for <laughs> doing these movies in, you know, high def. This is just, I don't know, it's its kind of mind-blowing in a good way. I mean, they're very entertaining films. So. Yeah. I'm also, re- you noted uh, Eyewitness from Signal 1. That's definitely one of the first Signal 1 titles that I really, really need to pick up. It's a really neat movie with Sigourney Weaver and... William Hurt, um, that I've been a fan of for a long time. I have it on DVD, but this Blu-ray is extremely tempting. So I think that's going to be my first Signal 1 purchase. All right, so this week, uh, the folks at Criterion released a Blu-ray upgrade of the uh, film Night Train to Munich. Uh, Not one of my favorite movies that Criterion has done over the years, Um, but, uh, you know, this is a Carol Reed film, obviously, of The Third Man, and Fallen Idol and you know a number of other films. Um, this one um, much lighter, I think, in than you know than something like The Third Man, but um, I think it still has some pretty great redeeming qualities to it, and it's pretty charming. And I you know I've enjoyed going back to rewatch it, and I definitely like it more um, the the more I watch it, you know, the more I've seen it. So um, you know we did an episode on it years and years ago on the Criterion Cast, and um, this is something that I would you know. I would be interested in going back to rediscuss, you know, being a little older and having seen more films since then and feeling like, okay, well now I've, I feel like, uh, maybe I'm, maybe I appreciate it more now. Um, the, one of the big releases of the week, one that we've been talking about since it was, you know, just a, a rumor going around was the, is the iron giant Blu-ray, which is now available from Warner brothers. Um, this one is pretty special. Uh, you know, it has, it, it's also still, I think, pretty cheap to, to order it. Is it. I think it's still $10 right now. I think so. I'm watching it right now. So this one is one that, you know, obviously it's been, a, it's a beloved film that has only been on DVD for years. And I, you know, had heard rumors that there, it was going to be incredibly hard for them to release it on Blu-ray based on like the condition or state of uh existing materials that they could have drawn from to create a a new uh master of the film but uh they did a great job i think the blu-ray looks really good they have a new documentary on here which we had talked about which screened at i think comic-con and also WonderCon. can't wait to watch that um and as well as you know it's bringing over all the existing um materials from the past DVD, including commentaries and deleted scenes and whatnot. Um, there's also a, you know, a new edited version of the film, 
the signature edition, which includes a number of other, or a couple of sequences that weren't in that first um, release, or, you know, that weren't in the, in the initial release of the film that they've gone back and put back into the film. Um, I think I still prefer the theatrical cut, but I do like seeing those extra scenes added back in. How many scenes do you think it is? I think it's two. I think okay. I, I, I feel like that's um, what was added back in for the for the um, signature edition version of it. And is there any difference in the transfers between the two? Uh, I mean, you can kind of tell when you see those other ones that they don't quite match up. But oh, just the scenes themselves. But as far as the actual yeah. footage from both the feature, I th- the yeah. theatrical and uh huh, I think they're both. Okay. Yeah, I think they're they're pulling everything else from the same new restoration. Yeah, it looks amazing. I'm I'm watching the signature right now just because it was the first one that came up. Um, I haven't noticed those scenes yet, but yeah, it looks wonderful. It looks really nice. So excited to have this on Blu-ray. Totally. Um, the two Hammer film double features from um, uh, who Mill Creek. Mill Creek. Yeah. Is, these are the ones from Mill Creek. So uh, this week we're getting two different um, Hammer releases, and then next week we're also getting. A ha- the Hammer 8 film collection uh, in addition to those other um, Universal Monster uh, Blu-ray upgrades of The Wolfman and Frankenstein. This next week is the one that's coming out from um, Universal, the like the four disc uh, 8 film collection of Hammer stuff. But this week is the uh, two different Mill Creek ones. Uh, I was reading some reviews of the of these Mill Creek ones and I think like you kind of get what you're paying for in this case where it's not the greatest supplement or, you know, the greatest transfers and, you know, but I think if you're a hammer geek and you are excited about owning these movies again, then, you know, the price is right for something like this. I think they're eight ninety nine a pop or something like that. Yeah. Uh, also out on Blu-ray from shout factory is a tale of tales. The Matteo Garon film who did, he was the director behind uh, Gamora which is you know available on Blu-ray from Criterion. This one played at Cannes, I think, last year, and uh, was picked up by Sundance Selects, IFC, and you know stars John C. Riley and Salma Hayek and uh, Toby Jones and Vincent Cassell, and you know it's a pretty star-studded cast, and it's a beautiful movie, um, and it's kind of like a you know f- fantasy tale. It's got a little bit of like game a feel of game of thrones if you're into that um but definitely worth checking out you know there are a couple of peanuts blu-ray releases that amazon has listed for today that when they were announced uh over on the blu-ray.com news feed they were saying that um it's that these aren't coming out until november but you know it seems like they're out right now so i don't i don't know if anyone has actually got these yet but a boy named charlie brown and snoopy come home are both now allegedly on Blu-ray, uh, both of which are, you know, I, I guess I'm only saying that just because there's like this, this, these conflicting reports of when these are released, but, you know, it seems like Amazon is shipping them. So I hope that uh, these are two that I would love to own. You know, Yeah, these are on my wish list right now, but I may just go ahead and order them, just kind of see if they actually send them. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm very excited that these two are out. Yeah. Um. So there were a couple of, uh, so very sad news over the past couple of weeks, but Gene Wilder passed away and, um, kind of timed 
nicely in a way for uh, Shouts, or not Shout, Kino's Blu-ray releases of uh, The Adventures of Sherlock Holmes' Smarter Brother and um, what was the other one that... Uh, um, Adventures of Sherlock Holmes... Um, Haunted, Haunted Honeymoon. Oh, yeah, okay. Haunted Honeymoon. They, they moved these up. I think this was supposed to come out the 27th. I could be wrong, but I know it was later in the month and they actually moved it up to today. Oh, gotcha. Because of uh, his passing. Yeah. I would definitely like to get both, though. Yeah, me too. Um, was there anything else that came out this week that you wanted to mention? I, th- I think that new Sony MOD version of the next Karate Kid was supposed to be coming out. I don't know if any of the other ones were getting released this week, but, um, I thought maybe Karate Kid three was too, but I could be wrong about that. No, you're, you're probably right. Let's see if, that um, works. but definitely next Karate Kid for sure. You're right. Oh yeah. September 6th. So Karate Kid part three and next Karate Kid were, were allegedly out this week. Uh, I don't think I've seen any reviews of these going up yet. So I have to imagine that it's just, you know, a matter of time before some of the websites buy these discs and see, you know, whether or not they're going to be, I guess we've already confirmed or, you know, it's, it seems confirmed that they're burn on their, their, uh, BDR discs. And so it'll be interesting to see like, you know, how these hold up. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be tough. Uh, they're going to be a tough sell, you know, even if they came back with good reviews or what have you, uh, that that price point is just too high for BDRs. Yeah. 26 99. That's kind of high. It's too much. Um, which is too bad. Cause I kind of want both of those actually, but I, I'm just not going to pay that much for it. Um, the, uh, the roadhouse special edition from shout select came out today. That was the other thing I got iron giant, and Roadhouse in the mail, an interesting double feature. Um, but yeah, I'm, I love Roadhouse, just like I love Point Break. Um, so I'm very excited to have Dalton on. I, I've already had him on Blu-ray, but you know, in this new form, special edition. Um, the other one that I'm curious about is Whit Stillman's new movie from this year called Love and Friendship. Um, I mean, obviously Stillman has a bunch of stuff in the Criterion Collection already. Um, I don't know that this one will end up in it or not, but uh, it's getting good reviews. It's supposedly a really nice, you know, fun comedy thing that he did. And it's got Kate Beckinsale in it and sort of a return to Last Days of Disco, I guess, or something. But but more of a Jane Austen kind of setting. So I'm curious. I, I bought it on Voodoo. I'm going to definitely watch it soon. Yeah, Scott got a chance to see this at Sundance this last year, and he really enjoyed it. So Excellent, good. I can't wait. I think this one was financed or produced through Amazon, so it might be coming to Amazon Prime um, one of these days. But, well, that makes uh, perfect sense. If it's not already. Um, so I think that's about it. Uh, before we go, I do want to mention some upcoming Warner Archive discs that uh, have gone up for pre-order. They're going to be coming out uh, in the next couple weeks. Uh, some cool genre stuff. So they're going to be on, I think, the 27th. There's going to be quite a few uh, titles, including this Legends of Horror collection that they're releasing, which includes films like Dr. X and The Return of Dr. X, Mark of the Vampire, The Mask of Fu Manchu, Mad Love, and The Devil Doll. Um I don't know if some of those have already, they've already released. I think most of those have been out in those like 
individual thin, yeah thin double feature sets uh-huh i saw that they're re are they also well you say it yeah well they're also releasing some more of those double feature sets including things like the seventh victim uh shadows in the dark uh the leopard man ghost ship and isle of dead and bedlam um so they're, they're digging into their um valuton set yeah which is kind of sad in that now that means these definitely aren't getting you know, future Blu-ray releases from Criterion, you know, as the, but I guess if anyone is going to get that, you know, the, um, the, uh, what is it? The, um, cat people, uh, Blu-ray from Criterion, you know, now you can get, uh, some of these other titles that were in that box set. So listeners, we, um, my, (laughs) my, my daily, my weekly schedule is kind of uh, has a wrench thrown in it in that now Miranda's in kindergarten and it's making things much harder uh, on me to record uh, on a regular schedule. So things might be shifting around a bit. We might be recording uh, less frequently or uh, on different days, but um, I just wanted to give everyone a heads up in that uh, last week we didn't record and I didn't say anything. And uh, I, I feel like I should tell everyone now, like, you know, uh, maybe don't expect such regular installments of the podcast, but, uh, we will keep trying to record as much as we can, but I am totally exhausted and my voice is already starting to go. I think right now. Thanks. So I apologize if anything I said tonight in, uh, discussing these films, uh, was incorrect, but, uh, I'm very tired right now. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Brian, thanks so much for joining me tonight. Listeners, thanks for downloading the show. We'll see you next week, maybe, or ne- or the week after. Who knows? <laughs>